and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Giving Evidence is Like Driving a Car. If you've ever given evidence at court, you're probably wondering how the hell I can say that giving evidence is anything like driving a car. Where's the link? Any link at all between car driving and evidence giving. Well, let's explore that a little, shall we? For those of you who are car drivers, do you remember how unfamiliar it felt when you first placed your hands on the steering wheel and tried to operate the car? At first, it takes a lot of effort of coordination, concentration and time to drive a car. And you have to practice doing so repeatedly before you become familiar when behind the wheel. It's exactly the same with giving evidence or doing anything that's completely new to you. It takes a period of time and a lot of trial, effort and discomfort at first until eventually, due to repetitive practice, you feel a greater degree of comfort and mastery over what the process entails. The only difference between driving a car and giving evidence is that very few people give evidence frequently enough to begin to feel as though it has become second nature to them or as familiar as driving a car. Now, in what other ways is the analogy of driving a car and giving evidence appropriate? When driving a car, to do so safely, you have to be in complete control of your your thoughts and emotional state of mind. You can't drive safely whilst under the influence of alcohol or when in a highly distressed emotional state. Well, it's the same when you're, you're giving evidence. To do so well, you have to have a good attitude and be completely in control of your thoughts feelings and emotions. If you're not in control of your emotions, you are highly likely to present poorly and be easily manipulated by those cross-examining you. When you're irritated by someone cross-examining you, being able to listen to what they are asking of you during each question is difficult because your ability to listen and think clearly is impaired when you're upset or annoyed. You simply are not able to concentrate properly when angered So your state of mind is extremely important at all times whilst in the witness box. It's just so easy to allow the behaviour of others, in this case the intentional behaviour of those questioning you, to get under your skin and negatively impact the way you respond. In exactly the same way, when in the course of driving your vehicle, it is very easy to permit some selfish and inconsiderate drivers to get you to lose control when they drive too close behind you trying to get you to move faster, or when they cut you up or cut into your lane, causing you to swerve or narrowly avoid injuring yourself or others. The behaviour of such drivers will cause you to become irate unless you practice remaining calm and in full control at all times. You can be exposed to similar sorts of experiences, particularly when being cross-examined. The barrister cross-examining you may try to hurry up or rush rush you to get you to make mistakes and lose control of yourself. They will try to shut you down, interrupt and behave unpleasantly to you to achieve what they want from you at your expense. They may make assertions which paint you in a bad or unreasonable light. It is for this reason that you have to display a good attitude throughout, maintain control of your emotions and refuse to allow yourself to be bullied, triggered, hurried or pushed into any behaviour you do not wish to display or say anything that you do not wish to verbalise. 
In order to give evidence well, you also have to possess good judgment, be balanced, be able to communicate appropriately and show suitable etiquette, poise and assertiveness. You need to exhibit almost the same type of qualities when driving. For instance, it is necessary to know when there is too little room to pass oncoming vehicles without colliding with them, as well as judging whether you can fit into a parking space or how much distance, given the speed you're travelling at, you need to keep between you and the vehicle ahead of you to enable you to stop in time in the event that they break suddenly. If you can, in addition, demonstrate consideration and empathy for others when driving, these are, these are also some of the key skills and attributes it will be very helpful to show in the witness box. Now, why would consideration for others and displaying empathy be helpful skills to demonstrate when given evidence? There are a few reasons which spring to mind. Given evidence in the witness box is invariably a stressful experience and one in which your behaviour and actions are being scrutinised. Under such circumstances, many people display emotions such as anger, frustration, impatience and a lack of self-control. They show no sign of being able to see things from another's point of view and are quick to blame and criticise others. Displaying the capacity to be empathic and think about the needs of others literally sets you heads and tails above most witnesses, judges see. The court environment, very much like the situation on the roads, is one that is characterised by competition and conflict. So you stand up by quite a long way from others when you demonstrate the ability to consider others and take the time to see things the way those competing with you might see things. It shows a level of maturity that sadly many people in such circumstances do not have. In the process of undertaking any journey, you need to know at least two things. You need to know where you are and you need to know where you want to go, your destination. When you know your starting point your destination, and your destination, you can begin to plan the best route to get there. Although you may not be used to thinking about it that way, the clearer you are, and about, uh, you are about your starting point and your destination, the, best, the better prepared you will be to obtain the desired result from your presentation at court. When preparing yourself to give evidence, your starting point may be the commencement of your perusal of all the court documents. On thorough completion of reading all the court documents and after making relevant or key notes, including your own inquiries and assessments, you may be in a position to be clear about the evidence you wish to give that you consider is in the best interests of the child. Having reached your conclusion about how the child's needs can best be met now and in the long term, and following giving your evidence at court, and hopefully the court will concur with your analysis, evidence and conclusion, you could at that point consider that you have reached your destination. On a final point, to drive safely you have to know and abide by the, the laws of the highway code or the rules. In a very similar way, although they are not clearly spelt out to you in advance, there are rules that a judge will bring to your attention if you transgress them, and unwritten rules, your ignorance of which will very likely harm your presentation and the credibility of your evidence. So, for example, when you are giving evidence, 
you are being asked questions that that are expected that you are expected to answer. You are not allowed to ask those those cross-examining you any questions. Your role is to answer the questions, but how you answer the questions posed to you is at your discretion. Taking your time to think about how you answer the questions and the manner and attitude you display when doing so makes a big difference to how your evidence and presentation is viewed. Using foul language and intimidating behaviour is of course something else that you should never do when giving evidence. Another rule that springs to mind is that when in the middle of giving evidence and the court when you're in the middle of giving evidence and the court breaks for lunch or for the day, you will be instructed not to talk to anyone about the evidence during lunch break or overnight. This is to ensure, as far as I understand it, that your evidence is your own and not interfered with in any way. When entering the courtroom, you should make sure your mobile is either off or on mute, as you do not want it to ring whilst in, the, whilst in court, or worse still, when in, when in the witness box. On the judge entering the court, the usher will instruct you to stand and be seated when the judge, when the judge sits down. This is an expectation you are expected to follow. Turning your phone off and remaining silent in court, unless in the witness box, is another expectation or unwritten rule you are expected to abide by. If you are wise, you will want to comply with these rules. In fact, it is in your interest to follow the, head, follow the lead from the judge. There will be times when the judge may interrupt you in order to clarify a point or to give you an instruction. When he or she stops you, see this as, a traffic, as traffic lights having turned red. After saying whatever they have to say, they will instruct you to continue, as you would when the lights turn to green. I hope I have provided you with sufficient cause to recognise that there are indeed some similarities between driving your car and giving evidence and being cross-examined at court. But more importantly, I hope this episode has helped you gain a better understanding of managing giving evidence and being cross-examined. Until next time, drive safety.